How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. And today we're talking some NCAA March Madness. We might even sprinkle in a little baseball action for you. Why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at FTS Pod? You can follow us on Twitter as well at FTS Pod. You got comments, you got questions, concerns, dad jokes, whatever you want. You can email us at the FTS Pod at gmail.com. We got this thing floating around there on the internet. It's called a website, and you can visit that at FTSPod.com. That is FTSPOD.com if you can't spell. Got some cool articles up out there, and you go check them out. Click the little articles tab. You see three lines in the top right of the website. Click that bad boy, and then you'll see articles, or you can find on our home page all kinds of stuff just just you know, you know if you ever get bored just spend like an hour on it it's great you should really check it out for us but yeah ftspod.com go check it out uh you know there, there's one guy here um that is missing that is noah um our dearest noah he is not here tonight um because he he, he was being dumb um but he said he could record last night or last night that he said he could record, record tonight and uh he did uh, he did he confirm his plans what does he do he go out he goes out and he hits the town so you know, shout out, shout out to Noah. Um, Leave you know, read. Call him dumb. Yeah, ignores our text messages. We're trying to yeah. plan. It. it happens though. Yeah, you know. It, it happens. It happens. It happens. Nonetheless, let's talk some college basketball. I just wanted to shout out Noah there, uh, there real quick. Um, I mean, college basketball. It's been crazy this year. You know, games have been weird. You know, teams haven't been able to play outside their conferences. It's been kind of crazy and. Now all of a sudden you got UCLA in the final four. What what? It's 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 as um honestly uh surprising and disappointing as it sounds. I mean, congratulations to Gonzaga. They got the freest ride to the national championship game of all time. Um so yep. congrats to them. Only having to play the highest as a five seed, nice. Fourteen point favorites in the final four, so you know, I'm looking forward to that closely contested matchup between the 1 and the 11 seed, UCLA. Uh, UCLA looked good with Hakez and Juzang in the first four game and then um, in their wins against BYU and Abilene. But, you know, I didn't think they'd have the offensive firepower to keep up with Alabama. And they just have this ability to play the best free throw defense known to man. Uh <laughs> It's really impressive. I, I think, yeah, I think a hats off to Mick Cronin for that that coaching philosophy. He's able to get into the mind of the other players and just force them to miss free throws every single game game they play. So, you know, Nate Oates was talking about the getting to the free throw line. He really prioritized that in his offense um, above three pointers and uh, layups. Mostly was getting to the free throw line and playing tough. So, when you went go eleven from twenty five from the free throw line. You're you're gonna drop that OT game, and we're just wasting probably the best buzzer beater we've seen of the tournament so far with the Reese's three. Ah, they got destroyed in overtime, even when Johnny's using was fouled out. So I really don't know what's going on with UCLA, but they played terrific defense against Michigan and made it out of the East region and got to the Final Four. So congrats to the Bruins. I don't know what's going on with UCLA, but I think it's more of the other teams. Uh, they just forget how to play the game of basketball whenever they they hit the floor against UCLA. I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like Michigan only scored, didn't even break fifty points. And don't tell me it's because UCLA's defense. I watched I've watched all these games. It's UCLA doesn't play defense. They just these teams just forget how to play. <sighs> I mean, they shouldn't even beat Michigan State. 
Michigan State blew that game. I was not impressed with what I've seen. I've, I'm still not impressed with what I've seen so far outside of Juzang. Uh, why coaches aren't doubling him or doubling Hawkes at least whenever he catches fire. At some point in the game, they're just letting him score all over him. I, I don't understand. It's very fluky. I don't care. I don't want to hear people say Mick Cronin's done a good job. No, he's not. They they shouldn't even been in the tournament. And uh, here they are. Just they just caught fire. And uh, yeah, I don't. They're not a good team. Mick Cronin is not a good coach. I don't want to hear any of that from anybody. Uh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm impressed by UCLA. I disagree. I'm not impressed by Mick Cronin. I don't think it has anything to do with Mick Cronin. I think it just has to do with, you know, players going off at the right time, being able to play under that stress, a.k.a., you know, Johnny Juzang. I mean, I, I really don't know. I'm just His level of play has been insane and just makes everybody else play. It makes, makes, helps them rebound, helps them get pumped up. You know, I mean, I, mean I, I don't think it's anything Mick Cronin's done. I think Johnny Juzang has been – the player of every game and the coach of every game, just because of how he's been able to get everybody to play together. I think Mick Cronin's system fits much better in Cincinnati. I don't think he's been a great coach at UCLA at all. Um, so I think his coaching is a fluke, but I, I don't really necessarily think that the playing of the team is a, a fluke because I mean, just the way they've been performing is just kind of insane, even though, you know, last game was a low scoring game, but honestly, I don't know. I, I, if Johnny Juzang keeps doing what he's doing, I, I could see them giving Gonzaga a tough game. I mean, apparently they're this powerhouse program of, you know, college basketball of 2021. So I don't why why wouldn't they beat Gonzaga at this point? When 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 out? I kind of hope they do, honestly, because you know I had a Illinois winning, so that would save my bracket. <laughs> actually, I do too. This might be the first game I'm actually pulling for UCLA. I would be totally fine if UCLA, UCLA won it all, even. No. I um, wouldn't. Let me uh, stop you right there. Yeah, we don't need them getting number 13. Okay, that's a fair point. I didn't think about that. I also don't want to see an 11 seed from the first four win title when they probably should not have even been in the field to begin with. So there's that. I, and I they won two overtime games. I wouldn't mind them beating Gonzaga, but... I mean, yeah, I just no, don't want—I just don't want Gonzaga to go undefeated, so I understand that—that yeah. that angle. But, but so, you know, sometimes you enjoy seeing the best team actually win the championship, and sometimes I actually respect that. What? Gonzaga is not the best team. Gonzaga is definitely the, the best, best team because they have the easiest schedule in the world during the regular season, and they have had the easiest path ever seen of all time in March Madness. They are top ten in offensive and deficient. Uh, defensive efficiency because they, they play have garbage. multiple NBA lottery picks <laughs> because they played garbage teams and they have a great offensive scheme. They it's have the, like one NBA lottery pick Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert. Kispert is not a lottery pick. Drew Timmy's better than both of those guys. What are you talking about? I mean, I mean, that dude just he's a he's a just down low, he can pass. He can just score with three people around him. The dude's I'm not just denying like their talent. I'm denying good teams because we've never seen them play a good team, and we still aren't because they're playing UCLA. And Corey Kispert, ninth overall to the Oklahoma City. They're just Thunder. a fluke. I, I don't think that Gonzaga think, is the best. I think the ninth pick is in the lottery. 
Chad, can you confirm or deny? Okay, well, my bad. I can't think of the lottery off the top of my head. I don't check the lottery every day of my life. Sorry. I think Jalen Suggs would because he's young and athletic and good, but whatever. I just think Gonzaga's a fluke. They've played easy teams all year, and I've never seen them go up against any competition. And they still don't have to. I mean, I'm not. I don't disagree with your premise. However, as we've seen for the past decade or so, even going back to Adam Morrison's days, they not, they, they, they fall her. apart in the tournament, and it has not happened to this year. This year, obviously, year? obviously, like their tournament, their tournament season. competition has been subpar. Regardless, they have still dominated every single game they have played. USC, you love you. You love USC as much as the next guy. And what did they do? They absolutely manhandled the Trojans. That's not a fluke. There's a six seed. They have Evan Mobley. That's that's great. Who else do they have? Isaiah Mobley. He's okay. I mean, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I was not a USC guy at all. So I'm. You're talking to the wrong person if you're looking for a USC defender. I'm just. I'm just simply. I'm talking to you. You're talking. Okay. Okay. Forgive me for thinking. I'm gonna go back and listen. I'm gonna go back to listen. Forgive me for thinking USC could be can't beat Kansas. Forgive me for that. Sorry. Was I wrong? (laughs) Was I? No, I wasn't. I didn't think they could beat Gonzaga though. Again, it's not. It's it's the fact they lost by what twenty points and it was never competitive. Okay. That that's great. I uh, yeah, you're you're not justifying any any way. How is Gonzaga bad? How is Gonzaga not good? They're they're, they're definitely the best team in college basketball this year, and it's not particularly close. They've had the easiest schedule I've ever seen. I mean, you put you put, I don't know, I don't know. But you you are you can be the best team and have an easy schedule when you beat every team by thirty and forty points. I would like just like to want. point. I would just like to point out, according to Kempom, Gonzaga had the 83rd ranked strength schedule. It's not like they're, you know, 300th. It's still a top. 83rd one. isn't great when you're. A, I mean, not, okay, but Illinois, it's, Illinois had the third toughest schedule. Okay, sure, sure, but it's not like you're saying like, oh, they have the easiest schedule known to man. It's not like they're 340th in strength of schedule. It's still. Well, who's 340th? Probably some. School we've never heard of. 340th is uh, LIU. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm sorry their schedule well, isn't like LIU, but it's still fairly easy for Gonzaga basketball. I'll, I will also mention that in their non-conference schedule, they beat Kansas, Auburn, West Virginia, I, Iowa, and Virginia. Iowa is decent. Virginia is not that great either. None of those impressed. I don't disagree with the conference. I mean, well, what else did they beat? Oh, they beat Pepperdine. They beat San Francisco. They beat Dixie State. Oh, wow. They're they're so tough. They beat Northern Arizona. Oh, man, look at that. Oh, my God. This team is just incredible. They can beat Northern Arizona. I mean, I've never seen a team like that. I'm they're, they're, like the, they're like the Chicago Bulls with MJ and Pippen. I mean, 
I'm just saying, according to our, uh, Ken Palm's adjusted offensive efficiency and defense. I don't give a crap what they say. I mean, well, I'm just saying his stats, his stats, his stats account for and are adjusted for your quality of opponent. And they are still first in offense and fifth in defense. And number one overall. I don't know. Man. With stats that consider and adjust for their lack of a strength of schedule. There, there's a lot of lack there. I'm, but the stats account, the, the metrics account for that counterpoint. So please justify it with some other argument that doesn't involve them playing Pepperdine. I don't have any other arguments. They play Pepperdine. Okay, well then, uh, therein lies my that's my case. I rest my case. Okay. Well, you rest your case. That's great. That's great. Can't wait for them to lose to a good team. They, they got one chance to do it. They got one chance to do it. They might even lose the UCLA. Who knows? Uh, they are fourteen point favorite. I like my odds. I'll take I'll take that money line. Okay. I hope everyone knows how delusional Josh is. How am I delusional? I think it, I think the collective understanding acknowledges that Gonzaga is it's a the fluke. best team. And okay. This... okay, okay. I'm not denying that they're not good, but I'm denying that like I think they deserve a one seed. But they've had the easiest path in the world. You can't tell me that it's impressive the fact that they've made it to the Final Four when they've played absolutely nobody. No, but I am impressed but that they win every game by at least 20, 25 points. Because they play nobody. Okay, Beating USC. Like, I want to see them play Illinois. I want to see them play Baylor. I want to see them play Michigan. I want to see them play Houston. I would also like to point out that USC is ranked sixth on Ken Palm. Oh, Kim Pom. God, we love Kim Pom. Why don't everybody just forget about your religion? Let's everybody in the world worship Kim Pom because that's all Devin seems to be able to talk about. Kim Pom, Kim Pom, Kim Pom. I don't care about Kim Pom. I'm telling you, Gonzaga is a fluke. Fluke. My apologies for trying to use actual. My apologies for trying to use actual quantifiable data and statistical measures to justify my argument. That is on. That is my bad. Hand up. Hand up. That's my. That's my fault. That's on me. My bad. This team does not deserve to have an undefeated team or an undefeated season. Those are two different arguments. These are two different arguments. Yes. Nobody is arguing that point. I'm arguing the fact that Gonzaga is yes a good team. I didn't say they weren't a good team. I said I don't necessarily think they're the best team in college basketball. This season they are. They, they, I don't they know. They kind of are, yeah. Looks that way. Because they just they, are. The easiest competition, I mean. All right, we'll world. see them play against Baylor or Houston and see what happens. They lose that game, I'll concede. Okay, can't wait for them to lose. I, I'll, I guarantee you Vegas will have them as a favorite in that matchup, regardless of who they're playing. Okay. Okay, to, to okay. each their own. It's also worth mentioning if they do go undefeated, they'll only be 32-0. and 0. I just want to point out there that uh, the 2015 Kentucky team went 38-0. In a Power 5 conference. In a Power 5 conference. Annihilate. No one's going to. It's not a team. 40-piece. Are we really thinking about that? Do you honestly think I'm back? <laughs> I, I am considering it, yes. Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, the Harrison Twins. Are you kidding me? Devin Booker was not that good in his one year at Kentucky. Okay, he was pretty solid. He just didn't get that many as much playing time as he should have. He was a subpar three-point shooter, good. actually. And he uh, was in a liability on defense. Go watch Sam Decker take him to the rack every possession he got. Okay. I mean, am I wrong? Like, am I wrong? We thought he was coming back. 
We didn't I, love, I love Devin Booker as much as the next guy, but he was terrible on defense and was not a prolific shooter in college. Andrew Harrison was, was overrated as a point guard, could not shoot. I would be I would I personally would be worried about the floor's pacing and worried about the pace of play that Gonzaga plays against. I think we would have a better success um on the defensive side of the court than pretty much every other team has had this year. There's no way. But I would I would still be worried about our ability to I mean I think it would be a, I don't think it would be a, a blowout. I think it would be competitive just because style of play I think favors Gonzaga. Oh man. Tyler Ulis, Alex Poitras. We had some dogs that they just. I'm assuming Alex Poitras is not playing because he tore his ACL. Okay, I forgot about that. Good point. I think Willie Colley Stein would be able to probably like would probably be the most important uh, player in the game. That is Derek Willis off the bench. I, I feel like we definitely had a better bench than them, and we had better starters. Uh, uh, yeah, I we definitely had a better bench. We had we were platooning. Our bench was so good. <laughs> yes, exactly. our our team was that good. Well, I'm I'm. But I, of, I think the starting fives. Being, I think the starting fives could be comparable. Okay, that yeah, that's fair. But I, I just think and you, you can only play five power players at a time, late game situation. So I think it would be closer than people think. I'd still take Kentucky, obviously. But you're making me yeah, sound yeah. like you're making me sound like a, a Gonzaga apologist right now. We'd beat him by forty points, but I mean, I do think we would. We could beat him by double digits. I just really don't want to see them go undefeated in a in a non power five conference schedule and then just you know have to be reminded of that historical air quotes season and run. Especially when their tournament run wasn't even impressive either. It's not like the you know, they justified it with an impressive tournament run. Yeah. I really hope they lose. Didn't they get COVID too? Like they had like five games get canceled from COVID. Yeah, the, 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 the Baylor game yeah. originally scheduled got canceled because of that. So, yeah, but we spent a lot of time on the on the west and east regions of the bracket. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, let's move on over to the south and midwest. Um, in, in, the, <laughs> uh, in the south region, Baylor uh, took care of business. I think uh, made it to the final four. Uh, didn't really it didn't really worry me either game. Um, Arkansas, had, you know, kind of kept it close, but they were really able to get over the hump. Um, you know, I think it's unlucky that uh, Moses Moody didn't have a good game, and JD Note was in foul trouble and fouled out. So, yeah, I think there's an alternative universe where Arkansas definitely wins that game. But you know, Baylor looks legit, yeah. and I'm a big, I'm a no big shot. fan. No shit. Moses not. Moody had probably his worst game all season, and JD Note fouled out with like. Arkansas half of the start... second half to remaining. Arkansas doesn't start playing the game until five minutes left in the first half. <laughs> I said that the other day. I was like, when they go down 14 points to Baylor by the first media timeout, they're not going to be able to come back from that because Baylor's actually a good team. So I just I don't understand why they always go down so big at the very beginning of the game. But yeah, like I said, that's that 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 was a constant theme all season. You saw it every single tournament game. And yeah, it's just they're just not a good team. What? Arkansas LSU well, was better than them. Oh, okay. well, it's, I, I know you did. And that, that was egregious. And LSU won the game. So, I mean, I guess I can't say anything, but. 
I'm just no, I'm glad though that Oregon State finally played the way they were supposed to be playing. Uh, you know, against Houston, the one game I was finally pulling for them. Y'all slept on uh, Oregon State there. Oregon State's terrible. Oregon State is not good. They are not good basketball players. They're not good at basketball. (laughs) They're completely incompetent. Looked legit to me. No, 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 no. That's just completely absurd. Nobody can objectively watch their four basketball games and tell me, yes, this team is an Elite Eight team. This team is competitive against almost anyone in the country. And this team lost to Pepperdine at home, who was ranked like 344th in Ken Palm. No way. No shot. No shot you're convincing me this team was good. They just didn't miss free throws. They didn't miss a single free throw. They liked to mix and sprinkle the zone, throw teams off, college teams, college coaches. Never, they don't know how to beat the zone. They've never, they've never figured that one out. It's incredible to watch. And Ethan Thompson's their only player, and the teams refuse to double team him. So when you put when you put those combination of factors together, sure, they made an impressive run. That does not mean that they are a good team. And they just happen to shoot like forty plus percent from three every single game. So like I like, you know, we're just having an aberration of a success. You know, Houston actually did double them and you know, held them to three for twelve shooting. Lost the game. When when yep. Roman Silva is your second best player, you're you're not a good basketball team. Um, nah, yeah, fair point. So y'all got between uh, Baylor and Houston. I kind of think Baylor wipes the floor with them. Yeah, I the think, think Baylor's team are feeling better. Small. I feel like it's going to be a pretty good game. But I feel like Baylor's just they've played they've they've surprised me so far this March Madness. So I'm gonna go with Baylor probably. See, Houston didn't play anybody higher than a double digit seed. Their highest seeded they played was a ten. Right. And even then they struggled like, you know, against those teams. Right. <laughs> yeah, they said we they said Gonzaga, we see your easy road, we're gonna one up you. <laughs> make it even easier <laughs> yeah i mean i you know i love i like quentin grimes i think he's terrific and uh Jeroa plays tough and physical basketball but i mean i just don't think they have the depth to compete with baylor baylor has you know arguably one of the best three-man punches in college basketball so i mean i love i love teague and butler so yeah i think it won't i think it won't be that close either i think baylor should should have no problem winning this game I think the the backcourt will be a good matchup. Um, I think that'll be fun to watch. But, yeah, like you said, Baylor just has too much depth that Houston just can't really, you know, battle with. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see who out-rebounds uh, the other just because both teams are kind of rather small. So that'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I got, I got Baylor. Yeah, I really want to see the Baylor Gonzaga matchup. Also, just that's what I think. If, that's what everyone wants to see. Yeah, that's what happens. I'm, I'm still torn on this UCLA game. I don't know who I'm going to be cheering for. I'm cheering for UCLA all day. Well, like if it's UCLA in Houston, like I don't want to see that. Nobody <laughs> I, wants to see that. I just want to see Johnny Juzang keep keep on succeeding. And he's not in Kentucky anymore. Just warms my heart. I think he'll have a tough time in that game, honestly. 
Yeah. He'll be asked like to do John, a lot. That is a lot of... I mean, they have a lot, decent amount of depth, so they have they have enough guys to be able to double-team him and still score, so it's going to be tough for them. Do you want to go on record with your final four picks, Josh? My final four picks? Correct. Well, who I think is going to win? Okay, well, I, I'm rooting. I'm, I'm going to make this very specific. I am rooting my ass off for UCLA, but I think Gonzaga will win, and I think Baylor will win. Oh, who, who will win that? Okay, you're giving me the, the, the fingers, the finger rolling sign. I know what that means. Go on, go on, Josh. What's what's uh, what's Kim Palm say about Baylor versus Gonzaga? It's one versus uh, two. I think I. God, I. I have to root against Gonzaga. At this point, I've talked too much too much garbage against Gonzaga. I'm gonna give it to Baylor. I have to. Jared Butler, man. Oh, Teague, man. They're just. They they've got some good good guys good guys. I think I mean Gonzaga does too, but I don't, I think the the level of competition is going to be different. Something Gonzaga hasn't seen, and I feel like they're not going to. I don't know. I feel like they're going to just freeze up. And I feel like Baylor's going to take it. Give it to me. Give me my money, Vegas. Send me a million dollars. Uh. I think Gonzaga and Baylor will win both of these games. Uh, you know, Gonzaga and Baylor is a championship game. Like I, like we said earlier, is what we all want to see. I just, I just can't pick against the team that, you know, scores 80, 90 points in their sleep effortlessly and, like, gets, gets up and down the court and just turns you over. I just... I can't pick against them even at this point. I will not be cheering for them at all, but uh, I just, I, they're just the best team. And so I'm going to pick them to win. Yeah, I got, I got Gonzaga over Baylor. Uh, I'm not looking, really looking forward to either final four matchup, but that'll be uh that'll be a terrific national championship game. If that's what we get. So I'm going to be rooting for that. Hopefully we get uh, probably the two best teams in basketball this year against each other for the title. Yep. Well, I think that does it for some NCAA basketball, but uh, there's some other stuff that happened this week in sports. Uh, if you haven't noticed, there's some guys out there swinging bats at some balls again. Uh, and that, that, that sport is called baseball. You got some opening day MLB action. Started a couple days ago. Some interesting stuff. Some interesting stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what, do you, what do you all think? Devin, you're the baseball guy. What you got? Wait, wait! I want to know what interesting stuff Josh thinks that's happening. Yeah, yeah. What, what really piqued your, what really, what really piqued I mean, your interest? What really interests me is just the way those guys compete. I mean, opening day, you really don't expect guys to go out and you know swing hard, swing level, and running like the devil like they have been, and it, it just really, really warms my heart to see the competitive, the competitiveness that baseball. Uh, has brought to me this opening day. So that's that's really what I've enjoyed so far. You know, yeah, me being a baseball uh, fanatic, uh, I know a lot about baseball, if you don't know. Uh, majored top of my class, and uh, I majored in MLB studies. Yeah. I With know the a A's, right? With the A's? With the A. I went to A's at university, yes. Nice, I got you. Oh well, so you'll be uh, you'll be disappointed to find out the A's are zero and two to start the year, but 
nonetheless. No, they'll come back. It'll be all right. I mean, I think the biggest uh, storyline around baseball is the COVID situation with the Nationals, unfortunately. So it's teams that aren't playing. Um, you know, I mean, heading into the season, uh, I think most people were hoping, you know, we could uh, kind of, you know, get rid of the COVID delays and COVID cancellations we had to deal with during the abbreviated season last year. But we're already off to a rough start, and the Nationals-Mets series got canceled this weekend. So something unfortunate, but hopefully – Hopefully they can resume to action, and we don't have many of those this year. But I mean, outside of that, I think uh, the cold, the cold weather has really affected some pitchers. We had some. Josh we... dropping his coffee mug. Uh, he's, he got so excited about all this baseball talk, he started Sorry. throwing throwing things. Down. It flew out of my hands. I was so excited. But we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of aces kind of struggle uh, opening day, most notably Luis Castillo. So the Reds are back. And in true Reds fashion, but uh, I mean, you know, Shane Bieber struggled in the early parts of that game uh, when it was snowing in Detroit, and Clayton Kershaw kind of struggled at Coors, which isn't that surprising. But you know, Maeda, Woodruff kind of struggled. Ryu and Cole were fine. Um, so yeah, there was just some cold weather performances that really affected um, some velocity. We've noticed a lot of drops in velocity due to the weather. So. That's kind of what I've noticed, but it's been great watching two cores games, um, a lot of runs, and then, you know, Slam Diego. The Padres have been tearing it up, and with Darvish and Snell at the front of their new rotation, they're looking like the real deal. So, Chad, Chad what, did you, what did you like about uh, opening day? I mean, I like that the Reds, you know, just casually give up six runs at the top of the first inning, just starting their season off with a bang. Uh... I really like the Padres this year. I don't, I, it's really disgusting how stacked the Dodgers team is. But like, if we're just excluding them, I think the Padres are just right up there with them. Like they would, if it weren't for the Dodgers, I think they would be the best team in baseball. And I just love their pitching rotation, their offense, their batting order is uh, stacked. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're just a good team. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what is Clayton Kershaw good anymore. Like that, that was my biggest takeaway. He, the dude, gave up like eleven hits uh, in the game. Product, and, of course. Uh, product, of course. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've, I think he's been on a de- decline, and I don't. I think it's going. That trend will continue to happen over the course of this season. He's in a contract year too, isn't he? I, th- I think he is. I don't know. But I love the I love the uh, bad teams getting some early victories, Tigers, Pirates, Orioles. You know, nothing like seeing nothing like seeing the, the low class of baseball pick up some early W's. So I bet I bet Boston Red Sox fans were really happy about their their start this year. The two hits against John Means. So yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. I've been watching a lot of baseball. Really, really enjoyable. Great to have on in the background. I watched some dominant pitching performances and then some offensive production in course. So I'm, 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 I'm loving, I'm loving having baseball back. Yeah, it's great to have baseball back. I mean, sunflower seeds, helmets, bats, balls. It's great. It's a great feeling. Nothing like kicking up dirt and swinging around with the guys. It's great. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, baseball, it's back, baby. <laughs> and we're, we're thrilled. This episode is not sponsored by Ken Palm. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for this uh, edition of From the Sidelines. Uh, yeah, if you think Gonzaga is probably the best team in college basketball this year, I know, I know you want to go ahead and send us a DM or an email. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at FTSPOD. Or you can send that email to theftspod at gmail.com. Go ahead and throw in the subject line, Devin is correct. Uh, I know you're I know you're probably used to typing that, so go ahead and put that in the subject line. Let Josh know when he gets that mobile push notification. Okay. So, yeah, and feel free, go ahead and check out our website. We got our Final Four uh, preview by our writer, Brian Cooney. Um, he, he gave a, a good Final Four pro, uh, preview, broke down both games. Um, so you can go ahead and find that on FTSPod.com. As always, Tyler Bender's got his running around the grift action. He's got you covered for all of the LCS and LEC spring playoffs. And then we're going to have some more uh, NFL draft content leading up. We had Louis Pasculi debut his first article with the NFL free agency winners and losers. So we got some recap articles, some preview stuff up on the website. So go ahead and feel free. Check that out, ftspod.com. Bye. Have a great Bye, time. Bye. Have a great time. <laughs>